I would say when you want to try and make a decision or listen to your intuition and you're having a hard time, bring yourself here. This is the feeling, this is the goal. When you can feel this feeling, then you know you're closer to being in your sweet spot. Welcome to Brazen Radio. My name is Nina and today's episode is a first of its kind and potentially a new direction to take the show. Especially if that means I get to spend more time with people like this. She is the creator of Femist, which focuses on energy, alchemy, and connection. She is also the host and creator of a podcast called For the Love of Humanity. She is someone that you can work with to change your perception of yourself and your life as a whole. I cannot wait for y'all to catch the magic that is Ashley Jowett. How she taps into intuition, recreated what her life looks like during a pandemic, and so much more. But most of all, I'm excited for you to try the guided exercise at the end of the episode. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. We're officially recording. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Nina? Good, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> are you excited to be on the ride? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> what is? Okay, oh yeah, these are some goodies. Which one do I want to ask first? What do you think you're an expert at? Oh, man. Lately, being okay with what is. What would you say is like... Obviously, you're doing the podcast now. Is you, Are you going to be doing it in series? Like, do you have sort of just a loose, like, no pressure? No pressure. <laughs> but, like... Yeah. So, I when I started, I just did... To be honest, I started the podcast to have a vid, um, an audio bio. Because I don't okay, like yeah. writing my own bio. It was it felt very cringy. That's and I wrote it a hundred times and, like, ugh. No, ugh. I get it. It's scripts. I get it. So, then I was like, well, do a podcast bio. And, I like, I always wanted to do a podcast... Not always. I wanted to share it in audio because it's easier than writing it. Yep. Every time I think like, oh, I'd love to write a book, but like I don't want to sit down and literally write a book. Mm-hmm. So podcasting seemed easier because I love voice noting as mm-hmm. you we only voice note basically yep. back and yep. forth. Yep. Um, and so it conveys a lot more. I'm not going to lie. Does. It's fucking important, man. The Context, energy, tone. all of it comes across. In, and then it was just like some shared ideas like, oh, I really think that like the label sexuality, like that topic was something that I wanted to throw out there because I just thought, do you know, perhaps this might help people seeing it this way. It's a topic I feel comfortable with because I taught it. Mm-hmm. So when we met, I think it was like February or March of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember you being like, can we shake hands? And I was like, what? And I was like completely <laughs> oblivious to like where we were as a, as a society. So... At that time, you were working with a college. You were a prof. You were doing all these things. You're a full-time mama. You also have a husband and a house and all these other responsibilities. Things happen. People couldn't go to work, whatever. Things changed. You could have chosen to stick with online or something like that, but... I did do it for a bit. Like, mm-hmm. I did still carry out online for a little bit in into 2021. I think that I'd been looking at my anxiety and looking at I'm I want to preface like I like to edit my language as I'm going I like to interrupt an old cycle or an old pattern by all means I don't like to own any type of emotional state because I have come to recognize that emotional states are fleeting and they they come and go and I don't want to hold on to any of them actually it's great life advice I like that very much because it's a fact so like when I say like my anxiety I'm <laughs> I'm looking at that like no it's not mine the state and it, of anxiety and it was a state of yeah. emotional state so I'm not looking to own it per se but I experienced anxiety and it was it was something that came out of the performance when I first started there because I'd taken on something entirely new and just like when you start anything new you 
you have this initial anxiety over you know preparing and, and doing mm -hmm. your best and learning a new system while doing your best and I took on a lot more than maybe I could have and should have and so I had this little ang anxious experience that continued to build and when I'd push past a certain comfort zone or or be stretched in a way that was maybe too much it would come back and so by the time you know the 2020 hit I had sort of not, I would say not fully looked at it. I hadn't fully really um, made peace with what it was or what the, the trigger behind the, the dashboard light was. Like I didn't right. investigate the oil change light right. or however you want to <laughs> no, look no, at it. No, no, I like the analogy. <laughs> I'm with you. So when 2020 hit, I think for people it brought up many different things, but for me, honestly, it brought up um, fear around c control and systems of control and fear around... Um, what it looked like when the foundational experience that you thought was pretty static was not so static. Yeah. And so that was like triggering a deeper thing within me about not wanting to be controlled, not liking control, wanting to have sort of wanting to rebel against anything that looked like it was controlling me. Okay. So th which I didn't realize at first, but that's when that came up. So I think when you say, you know, I kept going in terms of I guess working through my stuff, it felt like there wasn't a choice. <laughs> That's good though, maybe. I mean, but it's definitely one of those things that I think most people look forward to hoping there's going to be a sticking point that forces you, even when you're sucking at forcing yourself. Not that you're sucking, but like a lot of us do suck at forcing ourselves to do something. So the fact that you're saying you felt like you had no choice, it was just going to be one way or the other. So either fucking strap on the ride or just get taken. So. How did you get around not going to work? Like being someone who's worked their whole life. So in the beginning, um, I'd been practicing, let's say. So at, <laughs> I've been practicing vacation. <laughs> I've been practicing career hiatus or sabbatical for a little while because I did work one of the summers um, at the college and took on a few courses and it was kind of interesting and it was fun, but then part of me was kind of resentful about it. Like it really wasn't, it didn't feel worth the money or the commitment to, to like, I'd rather experience a, an actual straight gap of not right. having to be doing anything. Yeah. And that seemed to be more fulfilling for me than having, you know, a little extra bucks or however you yep. want to look at it. Yep. So I'd been practicing. There was a few summers where I didn't take on coursework over the summer. And I felt like it, <laughs> what it would have felt like for many people who are teachers yeah, yeah, in yeah. Ontario <laughs> to be able to like not work for a summer. And it was, divine and I I kept coming more and more to the position of like I don't believe that anybody should be forced to work <laughs> if they really absolutely hate it and I understand that there would be consequences to that decision and ultimately they get to choose and they really if they chose to to not and then be in a really tight financial situation that's okay if they cho if mm -hmm. they choose that and they're okay with it they shouldn't have societal shame for it and so I don't know if that's if that's just like what we would anticipate coming from our parents' generation of like, but what are you doing? And even have you heard, so I hear some like young grinders, not grinders in the app, but young, young people <laughs> in their 20s. I work with somebody who does astrology stuff with me and she happened to mention something about, well, yeah, like being a millionaire in your 20s. And I'm like, whoa, this is the expectation now. Like that, yeah. to me, that's so that's so big and so lofty and like at the same time so like 
setting a standard for some people that if that's not even what they want now they're seen a different way in terms of their work ethic or yeah. in terms of their ambition and that's yeah. or their status like their approval rate right yeah and there's just such like we live full spectrum there's so many other options and really to think that one is supreme is really silly how do you find your energy levels since getting away from a regular routine oh, shit. managing that like okay, I want to clean my house. Okay, I want to go for a walk. Okay, I want to get up and go. Like, I don't know if you've felt any limitations on the get up and go life over the last two years. I know I personally have. Like, I started dreading groceries. Uh-huh. Well, so that question is so good and it's so layered because at one point I didn't have the energy because I was working on so much of my own stuff that it really felt like I didn't have a ton of energy to yep. do other things and to do social things right like to anticipate especially when i feel like i'm pretty sensitive and i feel like you're pretty sensitive and intuitive in certain ways that like when you start to feel the energy of other people see when you've let them down on their face or see when they've been disrupted mm -hmm. by something you've said or done and it's you know in your heart i shouldn't really be triggering this or whatever like I'm, i don't want to see myself as a trigger in certain ways to people but at the same time i just don't have patience for it today yeah exactly. that whole dynamic is like adds to your interest or disinterest in actually going out and being around people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're working on stuff it just feels like you have less reserves to devote to that i 100 percent agree with everything you're saying <laughs> and so th for, so that you know but then also then being in your own comfortability zone for so long and then having to be make space to go out and do things that are a bit of a stretch and recognize well you, i do have the energy now to do it sometimes i feel though it's also You've shifted, you've grown, you're, you need a different input. So, yes. so sometimes the environment yes. is triggering in a way, not triggering in a bad way, I'm not using it like inflammatory Maybe even limiting, triggering. limiting. Right, or just like you need a shakeup. So like yeah. where you're going grocery shopping is probably... Oh yeah, I've, I've done that, I did that. I, I did do that because Costco felt intense. Yo. So we were going <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yo, so yeah. now I started going to Zares where Zares doesn't get mad at anybody. Like you can just go to Zares. <laughs> so yes, I did. <laughs> Costco from 2020 on was a holy, holy shit different place. Holy Absolutely. Holy I, dreaded, I dreaded Costco for holy sure. Holy shit. If dude. I could pay somebody to go do my Costco and then just experience. being out, like what a social experiment we've been through in the last two years, like being out just and not knowing how to receive one another and not only that people who maybe aren't aware of all the stress in their bodies or the, the anxiety that they hold or like do you know what I'm, like when you asked me about taking a sabbatical and really looking at my stuff and I was like well I had to like it got to the point where I could not avoid it the the blinker light was and the ding yeah. was so loud yeah and but I do recognize that there were times in my life where the dinger was going and I numbed out to it I didn't hear it and I just kept yeah. going and I just think that sometimes when you go into certain places, there might be lots of people or some people, their dinger light is going, you can hear their dinger light going oh, off. Shit, yes, yes. They don't know it's going <laughs> yeah. off or they've numbed out to it or they're not aware of it. And just the expectation part, not mm -hmm. having expectation that they should be aware of their shit or that they should be getting over their stuff or they should be doing the work that I'm committed to doing, especially now knowing how much energy and effort it takes. like. Yeah. Shit, it's not. No, it's not. Who would choose that over and, and over levels, again? Like the <laughs> levels, the layers, the different elements, like childhood, adulthood, teenagehood, high school, grade school. Who knows? Like it, it's I like agree. making a crack in the dam, and then you realize, like, I better just keep plugging it with gum because, to be honest, <laughs> I don't know if my my person right now could <laughs> handle the the actual breaking of this levee.
Okay, I wanna, I wanna like, let's just make a left. So let's, let's talk feminist a little okay. bit. Okay. So when we met in 2020, you already had an Instagram. It was just this like name grab. Yep. Why? Why'd you grab the name? I've come to trust that I get intuitive hits. Okay. And that I might not know what they are in entirety right away, but I just know I meant to move on something. I ignore a lot of them though. Like okay. I'll tell you, there's a lot say, that I do girl, ignore. You trust them, I love it. <laughs> I trust some. <laughs> I trust some. Some of them you just it's like uh you got you introduced me to Celestine Prophecy. Yes. So like you know that part and I'm talking about the movie now, not the book, but I love the book, but the, the movie he walks down this path and like one particular thing lights up and it's like understanding your intuition at the level that the thing that lights up, the thing that, you know, when you squint at that picture and eventually something comes to the fore, mm -hmm. like just trusting that whatever's lit up is the thing I meant to see for a reason. So with Femist, it was like this moment of inspiration that I got so excited about and I hung on to it and I'm like, okay, well, I love this name because I like this brand and I like the idea of like, and people were asking me, is this feminist? What does this mean? And I was like, no, it's like feminine, mystical, alchemy. I really was interested in alchemy and the occult and, you know, the leaps you have to make with your own intuition is sort of that, like you have to look for the hidden part. It's yes. not just gonna be given. No. And it shouldn't either because how, as if you're gonna trust something that's just fully given to you, like well, just believe this. Well, isn't how the sages did it? How they selected their, their whatever, their training sages, <laughs> like. When they have to come to their own, yeah. with their own autonomy. Alchemy. Like this, the biggest the thing is like yeah. you cannot um, subvert someone's free will or their own intuition. You would never wanna get between somebody and their intuition. So that means you have a very, um, narrow way of like giving a message without yep. taking over someone's intuition and saying, no, you need to think this. So you have to account for like this person has to bring at least 50% of their experience to the game. This is interesting that you say that because actually I know you worked with my friend Amy and she highlighted the fact that during the interaction of a reading that you did for her, how she's been investing in um, all outside help uh, and done it several times. And she's like, the thing is, it's like, I need to keep going to them. Whereas with Ashley, what she presented to me, how she presented, it felt like I'd take away work that I could just leave the conversation and have things that I could put in my tool belt and leave with. And I'd use them. She was really identifying with the fact that instead of you trying to carry her candle, you were like, there's the matches. Yeah. That's it. But still somehow creating a container that felt like a safe place to light the match. That you can help them shine and see because I feel like there's something about you that does a spotlight that I don't know if you realize you do it. Cause <laughs> I think it's something I'm only realizing like now as we're talking is like you're able to hold the space for someone else to self-actualize. That's the goal. That's I mean, thank you for cool <laughs> thank you for saying that because I, I remember walking in the forest one day and coming to the realization like, fuck, teachers have like the ability to plant any type of seed. True. And if you can work with someone and know, have enough integrity to say, I don't want to influence you. I, I respect your free will. I respect your sovereignty. Yeah. I respect that you are here for your experience and I'm not looking to influence that. But if you don't think you're deserving or capable, or if you don't see that you have this power, I'll, I'll point to that over and yes. over and over again. I yes. want you to know that you can do this is within you. And I know it's within you. And I know it's within everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's just simply like we get so distracted and 
pop culture, whatever, the way we were growing up, we weren't really empowered to know this about ourselves. There is a fundamental switch that happens from being in sort of a mode of victimized, which is a natural state in the current climate to yeah. think about being victimized, but then coming to terms with no longer will I be victimized by anything, I will take back every single choice. And it, in the beginning, it's going to feel like I'm carrying thousands of pounds of focus and attention and presence, but eventually it gets easier and easier to make decisions because I'm not over-intellectualizing everyone. I'm not overstimulating through my brain. I'm using my intuition to carry some of the the energy of having to make decision after decision after decision that's in my right. highest good. So like people just trusting their intuition first and foremost is like the biggest thing I think. I and once they have that, they feel really like they've got their feet underneath them. And then no nobody can pull that away. Like I want to point people to there's a part of you that is your power inside. And once you connect into that, nobody can ever take that away from you again. You won't ever go against it. You won't ever let somebody else pull it. You won't let somebody put their hook into it and like, you know, mm -hmm. puppet you around. Mm -hmm. Like once you have hold of that, your life becomes completely different. I, there comes a point too where it's, we can't, we're not completely responsible for other people's feelings. And this is, you know, the part of the inner authority part yeah. where you have to trust at a certain level. Um, I'm doing the inner work. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I will be alerted when I go overboard, but I will not have someone claim that I'm being malicious if I genuinely know myself to not be being malicious in that moment. That. And that's a huge stand, though, because you'll have people maybe arguing like, well, you're ignorant and you don't realize you're being ignorant. You know, maybe, but I also know the insides of my heart and you only know me for a short blip of context. So I don't... True. Like... Yeah. To, to have somebody else's definition of me take full precedence in my, in the way I see myself is a little bit um, naive, I think. It's a, it's a disservice. I agree. I agree. I actually really like the way you said that. Yeah. Okay, so bringing it back to Femist. So yeah. Femist is part of a brand. It's sort of like you, it's mysticism, it's divine feminist, and then it's alchemy kind of combined. Right. Yeah. And then you have for the love of humanity, which is the the podcast. Yes. What are these two things? What makes them different? And uh, and then what are they? What? How are they unifying for you as well? Great question, Nina. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. No, this is good. I like talking. So feminist for me felt like what am I doing? I'm trying to alchemize all of the 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 thing the things that I've been through I want to have it all brought into the fold and I, of the tapestry of of what I'm creating or who I am like I don't want to look back and have certain aspects that I keep separate or that I've like discounted from my experience I want to be able to weave it all together like turn it into creating gold and that means I have to take every aspect and so I'm trying to weave gold out of every thread of part of my life Service product course, like when you say yes. weave gold, are you talking across any any channel? However, person needs to s receive it. Sort kind of, of. Okay. yeah. I guess. Thank you for saying that because it's it was really just it is really like broad. I really didn't do a, a great job of bringing that down to uh, what does that mean though but that's for the people, old world, right? <laughs> like it used to be like, oh, we're huggies, we're fucking diapers, <laughs> but now you can be like, we're huggies. We're soothers, we're diapers, we're bottles, we're flags, like... We're whatever. We're whatever, because it's 2002. We're in an I idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't feel like it's, it has to be as defined. It's kind of like back in the day, you had to have the mission statement. I don't think it's like that anymore. Yeah. I just don't. I hope it's a vibe that people can, like, 
either enjoy or not and the whole focus of the vibe is to transform whatever you're not looking to experience ever anymore of or if you're ready to jump into something new it's it's like getting to that point it's transforming to that point and and hopefully accepting all parts of yourselves because I've come to the understanding that unification is my end goal right so whenever there's something that's out of discord or out of harmony or yep. disharmonized or not unified I'm looking to figure out well how can I do that it's like taking the two opposites the duality yes and unifying it understand on one level it might be okay in this area and one level it's it's not okay here or I can contextualize things to weave it together so that I'm not cutting off any part of my experience because that isn't sustainable essentially I help people evolve I love that I help in, in through emotional and energetic intelligence through, mm -hmm. you know, transmuting things mm -hmm. like as opposed to bypassing or tossing yeah. away or whatever that looks like. I help people evolve. So whatever they want to evolve with, that's what I'm looking to do. And that's I'm looking awesome. to do it in a way that maintains my integrity, their integrity. And I've got good enough boundaries so that I'm never interjecting myself in the process as being more important. Right, right. So that you're you're like... You as the individual aren't the focal point, but you're just caught you're the fucking I'm going to teach you to fish. <laughs> yes. Because I yeah, don't, yeah, I won't fish I for don't you. ever, I'm not looking yes, about creating any yes. type of dependency. Okay, we're there, we're there. I'm not going to fish for you. I will teach you to fish. That is actually even better. Part That's sort of part of you, though. I do see that just as you, like I just, it's the mama thing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I you don't look that. like a mom. You look too hot to be a mom, but like, it's so natural to just unfold in front of you and not feel like you're stepping up on a mountaintop to look at it. Like, ooh. And I don't know if you do that intentionally or if it's just bigger than you, but it's what you're tapped into. I really honor this about you, actually. Like, I have a, I have a vision. Like, I have a knowingness that we're all equal no matter what. Yes. And I truly believe that. Right. And when I see somebody that doesn't believe that they're equal, it's, I just see that as like they've got a blind spot that mm -hmm. if I can love them and see that part of them and talk to them, talk to that part, if I can bypass their ego and bypass all that and just go straight for that part, go yeah. straight for their heart, straight for their kid, whatever it is, and just be like, um, even if you don't believe it, this is the reality. Like you're literally equal to Schmil Gates. You're yeah, equal yeah, to yeah, yeah. anybody on this earth. If you think you are less than you are not, you yes. are equal. And I, that's an important message that has gotten lost over the last little while, I think. And, and, and I think people, you know, in dealing with our trauma, sometimes we get a little uppity in terms of like, yeah, well, I'm working so hard and this person's not working so hard, so they're less than me. And they're not. Mm. They're literally not on any level. And I honestly believe that wholeheartedly. And anybody who can't access that belief, I just feel so compelled to, to nurture that in them so that when they grab a hold of it, mm -hmm. it doesn't go away ever again. Yeah. And that's, that's like, because I, I wanted that myself. And that's the whole control and authority thing. Like I went through bumping up against control and authority enough times and feeling not equal or feeling less than or feeling not as deserving or, feel, you know, all those times that I bumped up against that, it was a really big lesson in like, I had to win the fact that I realized I was equal to other people. And now yeah. that I won it, it's like, oh, um, shit, like people need to know this. And if people knew this, we would be in a totally different spot. Fuck, I agree with you. Here's a good one though. Mm -hmm. Because this, this for me kind of piggybacks on to the we're all equal. Do you ever get in a room with someone and have a hard time just speaking? Like, does anyone intimidate you anymore? I get. I, I don't yes. know if intimidation's the right word, but I think you understand what. Two I'm different ways. Yes, two different ways. Like, um, 
I can tell when somebody doesn't understand the equality concept and they think they're better than me and I feel the arrogance and I have a hard time being compassionate and being nurturing mm -hmm. and then I feel my defensiveness come in mm -hmm. and the old version of me that would feel defensive and want to level them level yeah. the playing field yeah. so I fight that and not because it used to be like oh I fight that for the other person's sake yeah. no I fight that because I don't want that energy anymore yes in my threaded and braided in my experience so i I really, really, really work hard at releasing that. And then at the other end, when I see people that have like, I go goo goo a little bit, like got goo goo, goo goo gaga, gaga. What the fuck is this? <laughs> My brain just went, goo -goo but I, like that. I would perhaps get like that, where like I might be like a little bit like, no, like giggly. I don't know what it yeah. is. And I like, I'm trying to think of when this would be, but it, you know, as we've talked about for the last two years, I haven't really gone out, so I'm trying to remember when, you know, I don't put myself in so many situations lately. I, not that I, anyway. That could have trailed off in a weird way. No, no, I know. <laughs> but the, can I, can I say the love of, for the love of humanity? So that's feminist. Uh, yeah, I was coming okay. back to that. I didn't Thank know. Thank you. I actually <laughs> didn't want to keep going there. I knew that I didn't answer. I go off on a tangent. It's my fault. But um, for the love of humanity is like the knowledge that I've gained that, I want to share because I understand that some of these truths can help people and I just I'm not my I'm not pessimistic my hope is not lost I have I have so much hope for what for human beings as they are right now and then also what we could accomplish if we were all well underway the healing process yeah so like even if I talk to someone who can't hold optimism or hope or who, who's like, well, that's not going to win a war. Actually, somebody say that to me and I'm like, I totally get it. But if I don't like, first of all, it feels true to me. So I'm going to hold that note. Second of all, if I don't hold that note, who does? Like, yep. do you know that it's if if there's not somebody that's seeing the positive side, people my, may see them as naive or or, you know, childlike or you know no, for sure but if somebody doesn't see hope and somebody doesn't hold the vision of a better place then we've just given in completely i also think a lot of us have passed the puck to well someone's doing it so i'm good and that's a big problem and i think the last few years showed us that yeah but <laughs> but then and also thinking like somebody's got it i don't have to do it but also honoring that the person wants to yeah and that's okay that they yeah, want to and not absolutely. getting mad that say like be thankful that somebody's doing it. Like maybe you don't want to do it, but mm -hmm. but honor that person who's holding that. Mm -hmm. I agree. That flag or that thing. Okay. <laughs> you have to mandate a book for high school. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Or just people's lives. You have to mandate a book that everyone needs to read. What is that book? Mm-hmm. That's so hard, Nina. It's like when my kids are like, what's your favorite color? And I'm like, rainbow. Like, I will not pick. <laughs> you cannot force me to pick. I mean, there's so many little books, like The Wisdom of Anxiety. Cheryl Paul, I think is her name. Mm -hmm. I love that book because it changed my understanding of anxiety. It took the fear out of anxiety for me. Wow. The Honeymoon Effect, Bruce Lipton, really talked about subconscious programming and understanding that how the subconscious works and if you want to make and create change it's there's other ways than just forming a habit that you can create change and like just really the importance of our subconscious to mm -hmm. our experience plus he talks about energetics plus he talks man like 
there's so many books. Those are just two in like David R. Hawkins, Power Versus Force. Like, oh, yeah. there's so many books that's hard. Uh, let's try it this way so that we can give context okay. to the listener. Okay. How many books a year do you consume? I don't know, probably 30. Okay. What's your favorite quote? <sighs> Fuck. Okay, I got two. One was from my mom, cross that bridge when you come to it. It was a way of dealing yes. with foreboding anxiety, mm -hmm. foreboding worry. Um, and then there's a Kurt Vonnegut poem called Be Soft. And basically, even though the world might not prove itself to be a beautiful place all the time, it really is. And just like hold on to that because that perspective always comes back around. It always does. And that, that's like, true that I've really, really learned it does. Like after every storm, there's always a rainbow. Like, mm -hmm. or after every, you know, every, everything we go through, if we can, if we can be open to the broader perspective, the lesson always comes around. There's always gold in everything, always. I agree. That being said, I'd like to encourage everyone. Hello, just thing on. Please go listen to the For the Love of Humanity podcast on Spotify and Apple. I will link it in the show notes. Thank you so much. <laughs> what is the simplest truth you can put towards? Love is the answer. And Love kindness that. is never wasted. Oh, kindness is never wasted. Never. That's sexy. I like never, that Never, 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 never. <laughs> I like that one a lot. What do you think are three key ingredients that everybody needs to live a happy life? Self-love. Mm-hmm in the truest sense of self-love, like literally. Not loving myself for you to see it, but loving myself like when I get out of that shower and just being like, ah, hey, love you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and just like um, to the point where you don't shit on yourself ever and you can't cool it off. You can't yes. pull, pull yourself off yourself yeah. for yeah, some yeah. space. There's the difference. So I guess that's self-love. Self-love in the truest sense. Yeah, um, honoring that whether we can see it or not, that life is a gift. To be here, it is a gift. And it is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that it is worth it to literally give all you have and leave nothing on the table. Yeah, a one-shot situation, I like it. Okay. 2019 yeah. to 2022. What's yeah. different in how you live? I have surrendered worrying about how shit is going to turn out. Amazing. Do you have anything that you offer to your clients or you yourself use as a practice that we can potentially give to those listening right now? Yeah. As many times a day as you can check in with your body and feel what your intuition feels like. So whether that's practicing making a decision this or that or whether that's um, deciding on something or whether that's you know even I like pulling cards tarot cards and like mm -hmm. feeling intuitively which one I'm drawn to like as many times as you can plug into your body plug into how the energy feels and the intuition feels so that you know 100% even if you go against your intuition you still know what it feels like you haven't numbed out to it so that you don't know what it is and it's lost amongst the sea of other feelings is there an easy like way to try and understand what that feeling feels like so your experience what's been an easy way to help maybe say one of your sons understand what that would look like yeah 
Well, the, okay, the one thing I want to say is that you'll know when you've gone against it if you're open enough and you're not constricting. So, like, okay. you'll be like, oh, that's why I got the hint to do this because I should have brought that with me. And it's, like, benign things. Like, I was going to bring this in the car and I didn't bring it with me, but now I need it. But I, there's something that right. flagged me to think about bringing it. Right, right, right. But or, the, like, put the keys up here and then you know for some reason you need to do that and then you don't and they fall into a grate. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get the hit. Um, so with the kids, I... I think you don't get the hit as much when you're not in the body and you're not like bringing your full energy field into the body and like the breath helps you get there a bit more. And then also knowing where your energy is in your body. So I think a lot of us are in our heads mm -hmm. and our head can cloud things a little bit more. Like our mind can weigh up possibilities and weigh up other people's opinions. Whereas the body doesn't always do that the same way. I mean, you might have knee-jerk reactions to feeling scared around certain people, and then yep. that's body intelligence as well. But So an exercise I get them to sort of do is, if you close your eyes... I'm going to do this. Okay. 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 And just start to notice your breath, and you might need to, like, take a big one just to actually breathe down to, like, your mid-rib cage or even lower. If you can get down to your belly, that's great. And you might notice, like, oh, I've been breathing in my collarbone for the last hour. So... In through your nose. And just notice that each time you can go a little bit deeper, a little bit more robust. So. And notice what it feels like for your energy to be in your head, like up top. You can just feel the, where it's hanging out up there. Notice when it feels like all your energy's up there. And then practice as you keep deep breathing, like bringing it down into your heart. So can you feel your energy move into your heart? And all that is is just placing your awareness in your heart. If you need to put your hand on your chest to help mirror that, like internally, externally. But pull the energy down from your head into your heart. Might even help to feel it across your shoulder blades in the back. So feel the energy pool in your heart in your back and as you do that you can start to begin to feel it pull down into your stomach and into your sacral area and if you find that it pops back up into your head because you're questioning those words or you're thinking about something now remind it to bring it back down through the heart into the belly into your sacral If you want to get real grounded, send it out through the bottoms of your feet. But either way, feel your energy in your heart, your stomach, your solar plexus, your sacral, the bottoms of your feet. And just notice the difference of being fully in your body what it feels like to be in your body. And I would say when you want to try and make a decision or listen to your intuition and you're having a hard time, bring yourself here. This is the feeling, this is the goal. When you can feel this feeling, then you know you're closer to being in your sweet spot. And practice that. Notice the difference. <laughs>
That was epic, man. The, especially the pull down from the head. I started seeing spirals and yes. like, feeling spirals. Like it was really cool. Yes. Thank you for that. Thank you. I like really hope other people do it. Thank you for being enjoy. open enough to like oh, feel rad. that. That was rad. The details come when you're wide open. Man, I I um I know when we did BQ8 like it was surprisingly more relaxing than I expected for a guided meditation with someone I know. Yeah. But even for that moment, like, it was just, buddy, I think it's a natural <laughs> gypsy, bro. I've always said it. I'm not changing my mind. Anyways, okay, so guys, the, the, the podcast is for the love of humanity. The website is... Ashley um, Jowett. Okay. Website, website, Ashley Jowett, but... So that's A-S-H-L-E-E-J-O-W-E-T-T.com. Dot com. Yeah, that's it? You All got right. It. So AshleyJowett.com, or you can go to Femis on IG. I'm going to mm -hmm. link everything in the show notes. And then, of course, she has a podcast for the love of humanity, and she started a series to which I believe she's going to be releasing a couple of parts to. In Transformation We Trust, I've got episode one, two, and three out right now, and I've got four more to release. They're recorded. <laughs> and then you also did... Um, you also are doing lives around this right now. Well, you might not do one this week necessarily, but you are doing... Lives around energy first. So energy just understanding first. why it's really cool to get to know your energetics and understand the energy of something before. How connected <laughs> each thing you're working on, like how they all sort of stack in order to create like a better tomorrow. Thank you. For the love of humanity, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was for. It was somewhat tongue-in-cheek. Like, for the love of humanity, can we just get it together? <laughs> Dude, I love you. Thank you for this. I love you, too. Thank you. Oh, this is great. Oh, you're so pretty. I love you. This has been uncomfortable and amazing. Only uncomfortable in the planning. The experience <laughs> itself has been comfortable. So that's really fucking relieving. It has been lovely. If you could mm -hmm. see where we are, we're in this beautiful spot in the sun with nature all around us, <laughs> with a breeze. It's gorgeous. You know, it could be a lot worse, that's for darn sure, but uh, it's a work in progress. We'll get there. Right now, you guys don't get to enjoy the pod lab, because it's not a pod lab. And that's fine, it's a mod home. Anyway, thank you for listening. This concludes the episode, and I hope you enjoyed yourselves, and that you tried to practice, and you connect with my homie Ashley at some point. We out of here, so good day. I hope you love everything around you, and I hope your motherfucking sunshine to the people you know and to yourself. Okay, we out. Bye. Bye.